When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined as always by Paul Hoynes. Paul, the Indians coming off an exciting but uh, ultimately disappointing loss to Kansas City, have an off day on on Monday today. Uh, but the big news here is that during the off day, Jose Ramirez having surgery on his hand. Yeah, just a, a, a devastating injury, Joe, especially uh, timing-wise. I mean, everything-wise. I mean, this guy. You're, you're talking about a team here that's had some pretty devastating injuries yeah. uh, already this year, but, but this is the one that you say – this is the devastating injury. Yeah. I've said, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, it couldn't come at a worse time. Couldn't come at one, probably targeted their, one of their hottest hitters, maybe their best hitter, the guy that's kind of uh, ignited this run since, you know, June. And, uh, you know, he's done. I mean, you know, usually takes what, six to eight weeks for a handmade bone mm-hmm. uh, or just to recover from it. They, they remove the bone most of the time. And, um, you know, it's just uh, I just can't see him coming back and being effective. I, I don't I don't see clear, him coming back one and being effective too. Right. Uh, to be clear, uh, you know, saying he's done is just you know our speculation. I mean, we have yeah. nothing official from the team. Uh, he's scheduled to have the uh, the surgery at four o'clock on Monday. Uh, we won't know until Tuesday what the results of that were. But like you said, six to eight weeks is the general uh, recovery time that would mean the earliest he could come back would be the American League Championship Series. And, you know, that's, uh, that's wishful thinking, uh, I think, uh, in, in terms of that. But like you said, and like Tito said, uh, Hosey is the guy that can carry this offense when he's hot like nobody else. He always seems to come up at, at, at the moment that's critical and, and come through with the big hit when he's going well. Like the, we, we saw what he was like when he was slumping. And, and how, des- how, how it, it really impacted the Indians' offense. But since June 21st, he's, he was back to the old 2017 Jose Ramirez. He's, you know, 340 with 50-some RBIs and – or I'm sorry, uh, you know, 40-some RBIs in like 50 games. He, he was uh, back to the, the form that he was – that made him a, an MVP contender. Yeah, he was one of the best players in, Amer- in, the, in the big league since the All-Star break. You know, like you said, driving in runs, doubles, home runs, very, very productive, solid at third base, uh, hitting, you know, in the fifth spot there behind Puig. I, I thought it was – the lineup looked so, so much better, you know, with, with Puig in there and, and him hitting behind Puig. And then you could mix in Reyes, who's you know, seems to be finding his stroke finally. Uh, this is just a – this is just a, a really, a really bad injury, and a, the timing couldn't be worse. We'll, uh, we'll touch on Reyes there here in a minute, but, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to go back and just, just uh, rehash that, the hamate bone. Uh, this is a, a, an injury that's really common to baseball players, has been for a long time, 
this is a, a bone you don't necessarily need, I guess, in your in your your hand, your wrist area, and the 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 hitters they grind the handle of the bat into their their palms so much that that sometimes on a violent swing like the one that you you saw Ramirez foul off a 93 mile an hour pitch uh, from Glenn Sparkman, and that's the one that that did him in. Yeah, you know, I've since I've covered the Indians, I remember talking to Brooke Jacoby after he did this. Uh, the Indians were in Toronto. He didn't make the trip. His season was over. I kind of I remember talking to him on the phone. He was like devastated by this. He was, I think, it was his rookie year, you know. And you know, Carlos Santana did it in winter ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carmen Castillo, I think, did it. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, and, Travis uh, Hafner, Julio Franco, um, uh, who else? Michael Brantley, uh, yeah, did it. Uh, and and it's not it's not a career threatening injury like you said it's you know but you you need surgery you have to get the bone removed and it takes time to recover and and some people will say that there's a, a loss of uh, Jim Tomey I'm sorry Jim Tomey got hit on the hand broke his broke his handmade bone um, a lot of people will say uh, you lose power you lose a little bit of power I guess initially when you come back but but you can you can work to regain your stroke I remember Tomey struggling after he first came back. From, from that injury, but, you know, obviously he, he kicked it in because, you know, 612 home runs later. But yeah. uh, I, I guess things worked out for him, whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. But, you know, not saying that that's going to happen for Jose, but, uh, you know, is that a fear? Is that something that, 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 that Indians fans should be concerned about? Is that, you know, Jose Ramirez made this incredible power jump just in the last three years, 2017, 2018 hitting 30 home runs, uh, almost 40 home runs a year. Uh, and and his, his power stroke had returned here in, in, when he got hot in June. Now are we looking at a guy who, who might not, you know, maybe drive the ball out of the park anymore? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think so, Joe. I think, you know, the guys we mentioned, none of them were switch hitters. Jose's a switch hitter. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, maybe, you know, that'll help him, you know, because, you know, if it's a right hand and he's, when he, when he hits, uh, you know, it's not the dominant hand when he hits, you know, from both sides of the plate. So maybe, maybe he'll be able to, you know, come back a little faster. And, you know, if this thing goes as we expect, he's going to have all winter to rehab. He might play some winter ball, I would imagine, to get his, uh, to get his, just test where his swing is. I, I think he'll be as good as new. I really do. And that leaves a platoon situation uh, with Mike Freeman, who, who really Terry Francona has been very high on, not just lately, but all year, really, for his, uh, his contribution as the utility infielder. And uh, rookie Yu Chang, who came up on Sunday, had a triple and uh, a, another base hit, his first major league hit. Um, so Francona says – Probably not going to be a straight platoon between the two. It's going to be based more on production. But, you know, what can we expect out of Freeman and Chang playing third base? You know, that's going to be interesting, Joe. I mean, you know, Freeman has had a great year, but he's had a great year because uh, Francona has played him into a great year. That's one of the reasons. By limiting his use, he hasn't been overexposed. You know, we've never seen this guy every day in the big leagues. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes – that's what you know when a when a utility guy, a guy that a bench guy gets gets a chance to play every day. We see why he is not an everyday player. So let's hope that doesn't happen with Freeman. He's been really productive. He's taken, you know, yeah, he's taken advantage of his opportunities very very well. 
And uh, Chang is is an interesting guy. Obviously, you know, pretty good first uh, first game yesterday. Definitely, you know, I rem- I, uh, he was re- when I saw him in Baltimore earlier in the year. He was shaky. Uh, I don't think uh, you know. I, you know, I think so. He got that out of the way though. He got his first game, his big league debut, his first at bat, his first ground ball. You know, he got all that stuff out of the way. He looked much better yesterday. Uh, I you know I think. Uh, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, he came up as a shortstop. Now he's going, he's moved to third base. Um, In the spring training, I saw him and he made some errors, you know, made some throwing errors. And I'm going to be interested to see how he handles this. So, but, uh, you know, he's kind of in a nothing to lose situation. He's he's come up, you know, you know, they need him that he's got to play. And as long as he doesn't put a whole lot of pressure on himself, I think he's going to be fine. And this is a guy that, you know, missed uh, a big part of the early in the season with a hand injury because right, of the way he holds Brain finger, I believe it was. Yeah, and he had to switch to, what, an axe handle bat. Right, and, right. Yeah, that's the – Take the pressure off his hand. So, uh, but he's got pop. You know, we saw that on the triple. Uh, he hit a couple home runs at Columbus the other day, two in one game. Uh, he had a great Arizona Fall League last winter. So, um We'll see. You know, he's a big kid, so let let's see how he plays. Yeah, apparently there uh, he he hit a home run in spring training over the batter's eye in dead center field in uh, at Goodyear Ballpark. That was that was an absolute bomb. Uh, I didn't see video of it, but uh, you know he, he's got the the ability to to hit the ball a long way, and we saw that on the triple. That that ball almost looked like it was going to carry out of the ballpark uh, yesterday. It hit hit high off the wall in center field. Uh, anybody else on the the forty man roster uh, who who might you know or or is a potential call up who might be um, you know on the radar to to help on the infield uh, you know just to to re- sort of take uh, innings if uh, if like you said Freeman you know can't handle the everyday uh, spot I, I know uh, they acquired uh, Andrew Velasquez and he's on the forty man. Uh, he's he's played some infield. I don't know if he's a shortstop or a, um, you know, a, a third baseman, but he's a he's a switch hitter. Uh, and you know, any of these other like, there's been so many that they've they've picked up throughout the year. Uh, you know, that have just gone. Uh, you know, can't can't really tell if any of them are uh, yeah. good to come up. Yeah, you know, Max Moroff. You know, <laughs> open the season with them. He could play over there. He could help them. Uh, there's who's the guy from Baltimore? The uh, the, the uh, he played with Atlanta last year, the infielder. Oh, uh, Flaherty. 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 I mean, yeah, uh, he's That's a solid one. big league guy. You know, he could fill in. He, you know, he's uh, you know he had a great spring. Uh, sw- swung the bat well. His his number. You know, he's more of a utility type guy. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him up if they have some. You know, if Chang struggles or. Or uh, he's a guy that you know they that could back that could uh, you know give him some depth there. And I, I talked to somebody, Nolan Jones, of course, is having a pretty good year at right. at AA. Their their top prospect at third base, but I don't think you're going to bring him up right now. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't good. seem like the best time to to for him to make his major league debut. But like guys like you said, like Nolan Jones or um like Flaherty and Moroff, you, you'd have to make a, a move on the forty man roster to add yeah. them. So. You know who knows what the, yeah so I mean if they if they feel you know pressured and they I, those those are some guys they could go to I'm just looking at somebody on the roster right now I mean somebody's up I don't think you know they, they don't have a whole lot of infielders yeah. you know? 
time he saw it. It's not like if you're using your utility guy is going to platoon now, you know, so, you know, that kind of, so they're going to have to bring up somebody. They're going to have to add somebody to right. gather There's a little depth. Mark Mathias, uh, you know, yeah, that's, a yeah. Yep. that's a good, that's a good name. Cause he played, he played a lot in spring training. And uh, Eric Stamets is another guy who, who was on the uh, the forty. I believe he was DFA'd though, so he'd, he'd have yeah. to be re-added to the forty man to to be able to come up. So again, yeah, just just you know, wanted to, to speculate a little bit and see what the uh, the options were uh, there. Uh, we we mentioned some, uh, you know, obviously Ramirez is the big injury. Uh, we've got a couple other, you know, more positive injury uh, notes: Carlos Carrasco and Dan Otero are both, uh, you know, on the verge of, of returning to the big league roster. Uh, Tito said that that's going to happen on September 1st uh, when the Indians are in Tampa. Uh, until then, Carrasco and Otero will continue to, you know, make minor league rehab outings. But, uh, you know, all signs in, seem to indicate that the bullpen's going to pick up two right-handed arms that, uh, you know, and, and I think right now the bullpen sort of needs them. Yeah, definitely. They uh... – They've been they've been uh, kind of they've been pu- pushed hard. You know they're they're not getting a lot of you know they're not getting starters going into the seventh and eighth inning. They haven't got a lot of de- you know a lot of length from their uh, rotation. Uh, and uh, Carrasco's going to be interesting. See what what they do with him, how they use him. He, what he pitched a couple innings yesterday at at Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. Um, you know, in you know, in talking to uh, Chris Antonetti and and some of the front office guys, they think he could help them. At, you know, in the eighth or ninth inning, if Hand continues to struggle, not make him the closer, but you know, they could blend him into that mix. Kind of, you know, if if uh, a ninth inning is uh, the the opposing team they're facing has a bunch of right-handed hitters in there, maybe they you know start Carrasco in the ninth, then bring in Hand. Uh, if to face a lefty or two, you know, this is of course if Hand, you know, struggles and he right. he certainly looked he certainly looked like he was coming out of it against Kansas City right. over the weekend with two straight saves. So, but right. I think he's going to give him some. I think he's going to give uh, Carrasco give him some, you know, some swing and miss at the end of the bullpen, which they don't they haven't had, and uh, and he could he, you know he's he's pitched in the pen before. Uh, he's had some success there, not in that particular role, but right. pitched late innings. So that's a good thing. Right. You talk about swing and miss in the bullpen. Really, Goody and and Clippard are the only guys who who have really good swing and miss rates among the the relievers, at least right now. Um, Hand, like you said, has, has has sort of turned himself around the last couple of outings, but again, he's he's still maybe not commanding the way that he was early in the year. Early in the year, his his slider command was out of this world. It made him the dominant closer in, in all of baseball. And lately he comes in and that first pitch is is a ball and it's downhill from there. Uh, his his The last two uh, leadoff men that he's faced have, have reached base on, you know, not necessarily line drive singles, but it, you you're a closer. You're starting off in a in a hole if you're putting the first guy on. Oh yeah, and he's had that problem, Joe. That's a problem that's been last six, seven, eight times out, ten times out. He's had trouble with the first batter, uh, and he he hasn't been real lucky. If you look at his, uh, you know, uh, uh, batting average on balls in play for August is like last time I checked was like five sixty. 
<laughs> I mean, and that's that means you. I mean, you're getting hit, but you're you're also pretty. Uh, your your luck is lady luck is not on your side. So you would think that would even out, and uh, that should start even out. That the ground balls are going to start going at guys instead of finding holes. Right. Yeah, you need to look no further than his outings in uh, in in New York against the Mets, just to to see what you know. If it could go wrong, it did go wrong in, in, in those outings for, for Brad Hand. And, but, and uh, you know, I remember when when you have a dominant closer and he, he and he, you know he's kind of funky with it, has that motion like like hand and he's got pitches that move. They don't really they don't usually don't get hit hard, you know. They, they get hard they, they get those crazy hits, you know, that uh, like a, a twenty foot dribbler down the third baseline or a or a twenty hopper through the middle. And I think we've seen that that's what's happened with him. Yeah, fastballs that guys have to fight off and then end up blooping over the second baseman. That, that's what you wind up getting. Uh, yeah, and the guys in the bullpen right now lately who have have really struggled, like Adam Simber and, you know, I, I think Oliver Perez is, is Oliver Perez. He's done a great job. Uh, yeah. He's done everything Tito has asked of him. But, but Simber is really somebody who they, they need to get going because if he's – not able to work full innings like like he has been hasn't been lately uh that that's going to be a real problem heading down the stretch as well yeah i mean uh you know he's uh I, you know I, I give tito credit he keeps going back to him you know he's not afraid of him and i mean the fans are, are kind of we're going to give him credit for that or are we, yeah, what are we I mean, him maybe for? he doesn't have anybody else but yeah. but but he he keeps going back to him you know in in new york he was saying simber's just not finishing it you just not Finishing his delivery with conviction. He's just not letting the ball go with uh, conviction. He's trying to spot it, and it doesn't have the late movement on it. And, uh, you know, last time out in New York, at least, he pitched pretty well. But he is, you know, he's, he's one of those guys uh, that he gets your attention when he comes, comes into the game. And so, you know, hopefully he gets straightened out. Maybe Otero can help when he gets back. Another right-handed guy you can use late. Um, you know, Otero hasn't pitched since the end of June or July, no, right? I mean, we haven't yeah. seen him. He went on – this is why you don't go on the DL. He, this is the first time he went on the DL as a big leaguer, and he got lost. So yeah. I think this is why he always said he was feeling great. Yep. It, 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 basically, the team keeps moving, and then you're, you come yeah, back. Yeah. Hey, remember me. That's uh, exactly right. Well, hey, uh, a, a guy who uh, is is not being forgotten here is, is Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, he came came to the Indians with with 27 home runs uh, from San Diego in the Trevor Bauer trade, and you know then sort of took a little while to to get acclimated. But uh, three straight games, extra base hits in each game, uh, a double on Friday, and then home runs on Saturday and two on Sunday, including that dramatic one in the the bottom of the ninth that that forced extra innings. Uh, Framil Reyes says that. That the adjustment to to becoming a full time DH is has taken a little time. Yeah, I think I thought it would, Joe. I think that's a, um, you know, this is a guy that's played every day. You know, in San Diego, was playing in right field. You know, if if you have a bad day at the plate, you at least have a chance to help your team defensively. And uh, now you come to the American League, and and uh, you're, you're DHing, you know, the, your game centers around your one, your forward bats. You can't do anything on the other side of the ball to help. And I think you've got to find a routine, you know, to, to uh, kind of 
you know, take up the time between, between your at-bats. What do you do? When do you watch video? When do you, when do you go in the cage and take some extra swings? And uh, that, that all takes time. And, uh, you know, he's, he's never played in the American leagues. So I think that's, that's probably what he's been going through. And it was great to see him swing the bat the last few days. Uh, what is, what does Lamoli mean? What was his nickname? Uh, I've, I've seen it translated as beast or massive. So yeah, it's 275 pounds and six, five. It it fits whatever you want to call it, whatever you want, whatever anybody says that means that's what it means for him. I, I mean, yeah, I was holy. looking it up, and that's what it said, like a massive or building or something. or something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I'll tell you this: he he talked uh, the last couple of games in, in post game uh, after he hit the home runs. He talked about how the series that he had off in New York uh, against the Mets, the National League series, where there was no DH, so he was basically on the bench. He'd, he'd be reduced to a pinch hitting role once in a while, but. Uh, he said that's when, during the game, when the Indians were in the field was when he would go up the tunnel, get in the batting cage, look at video, uh, and, and, it, and it helped him. He said that made him, made him better and got him on this uh, you know, little hot streak that he's been on uh, was, was sort of not hitting and not playing uh, in, in New York at, at City Field. Yeah, I, and uh, hopefully you know, that he found something. and Because, uh, you know, with uh, Ramirez out, they need him. They, they, yeah, this he, is why they got him, and I, I'm glad they've shown patience with him. Um, I don't think they had much of a choice. You know, yeah. they made that big trade with him for him. He was a key piece. Uh, he's come over. He's struggled. Now he's coming out of it. And But, you know, I think we've seen uh, Frank Cohn and the whole organization just use patience with a lot of guys. And this guy, you know, he didn't hit 27 home runs by accident. Petco right. Park. Uh, where the Padres plays a pitcher's park. So, right. you know, you, you gotta, you gotta give the guy a chance. I think, I still think we might not see the best of him till next year, what he can really do. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is a start. You've, you've got him for five years or, you know, ostensibly for five years uh, of, of control. Um, and Tito said that when he gets hot, it's not going to be, you know, singles and infield hits. It's going to be, tape measure home runs that you're going to see when he gets yeah. hot it's going to be you know three four games in a row with you know back-to-back home runs and you know three run blasts that tie ball games and he was he was excited he he called circling the bases after that home run uh yesterday in the ninth uh the the greatest moment not just of his career but of his life so <laughs> that's how excited he is and that's he's, great. he's great to talk to. I, I, we're going to have fun talking to him the next, next couple of years. Uh, yeah, really he's a good dude. All right. Uh, so just to wrap up uh, right now where the Indians are, they're on the off day. A couple of the Indians players uh, headed down last night to Jason Kipnis's new bar uh, outside Columbus. Uh, and hung out there. Zach Plesak, Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger. Uh, Adam Simber saw, were among those. I saw Kluber on the party buzz. Yeah, too. Kluber's <laughs> Kluber's sitting there. He's on his phone. Everybody else got their girlfriends, or they're, they're all up and dancing and moving around on the party bus. And there's Kluber in the in the corner of the party bus, just like sort of bobbing his head, and looking at his phone. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, they needed the off day. Great. Now uh, the uh, the next stretch of games starts tomorrow in Detroit. Uh, three games there before heading to Tampa for the weekend. Yeah, what do you what do you think about Kluber, Joe? Have we seen the last of him? 
they were supposed to have another MRI. They, uh, he's been to like for like two MRIs recently to look at that side. Tito said something about seeing where the, the bleeding is and, and how things are settling out in his left side. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tito, Tito didn't sound too hopeful about anything, yeah, I, anything I think, changing, but I, I don't know if, if I mean, they said ran, what down, he's down for two weeks, down for two weeks. That was a week ago. And then, so. then he's got to ramp up for, it's going to take him a couple of weeks to ramp up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I don't well, know. Columbus is going to be out of games pretty soon. Yeah, you're going to have to create some games. I don't know if you, you send them out to Arizona or you go to. Uh, I don't know if even if if uh, they're um, the instructional league. I don't think even starts yet. I don't think there's where do you pitch them? So yeah. and maybe That's, you pitch them in Columbus in a playoff game. You want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> Kluber, I'm sure the Kluber starting Kluber starting a playoff game. That'd be super. <laughs> No problem. They've done that, that before. I know they've done that with, oh. with Akron. They did that a couple of years ago with, I don't know if it was uh, Cross or uh, Salazar or somebody. They, Maybe, yes, yeah, probably Salazar. Yeah. In, so, in like uh, the other team was not happy, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so. I imagine not. Uh, but like you said, the, uh, the schedule coming up here, uh, you get to see Tampa, who's, who's basically, uh, you know, fighting for that, that wild card spot behind you. Uh, if you're the Indians, um, you know, what are we looking for? Tampa's decimated by injuries, even worse than the Indians are right now. Yeah, and uh, but, you know, I, I was listening to uh, uh, MLB uh, radio and Kevin Cash, their manager, said it sounded like they were going to call up 40. They're going to have a full 40-man roster <laughs> when, uh, when September 1st comes around. And I'm wondering wh- who the Indians are going to bring up. I mean – that, you know, they always say, well, we're only going to bring up a couple guys. But when you're in the postseason, they end up with 34, 35 guys as well. I mean, you're going to have to do that because these teams, this is the last year you're going to be able to do it. Right. I think next year's the cut off at 28 players right. for September. Well, you're, you're, you'll be able to have your whole, like, 40-man roster available. But each night you're going to have to have a, a set roster of, yeah. you know, like an active and an inactive list like the NBA has. The NBA right. has got a 15-man roster, but only 12 guys can dress each night. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, you, you've got to – they've got to have some numbers. They've got to be protected so you can play that matchup game late in the innings and drive everybody crazy. So, uh, the, the but, so I think that's, that's what the Indians are going to – well, they've got one game on September. They, they go up there at the end of August. And I mean, Tampa, you know, August 30, 31st, and then September 1st, they're – the last game, but uh, it's going to be interesting. And then, then you've got, you know, you've got the six games against the twins in September, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully those are still meaningful, you know, the, uh, I, you know hopefully I, you don't go into those having to sweep, you know, you having to win all six. Right. I think those games will be meaningful, but I don't think they'll be meaningful for the division. I think they will be more meaningful for the wild card than they are for, for anything yeah. else. And, and like you said, you're looking at, you know, Minnesota playing still in a stretch where they're playing only Detroit and Chicago for the next, you know, eight games or whatever. So uh, it's just going to be really tough. Uh, and, and, and the Indians still have to make a trip. Why, why are we making a, a September trip out to L.A.? That's, that blows yeah, that's my mind. That's a tough trip. And then, and, then we, and then we end back-to-back weekends. We end with National League teams. Yeah, I mean, and it's not so bad. You play the Phillies from September 20th to the 22nd at home. So you can use the DH 
nothing changes. They they get to use the DH too and they mm-hmm. give you their pitchers don't have to hit. But then you end up in Washington for the last three games of the season. And you know, if those three games are pivotal, you don't use your DH and your pitchers have to hit. And uh just uh, totally, totally unfair. I've said this all along. This this is the only sport where where <laughs> you play two, you play two different games, yeah. And and the American League always gets screwed on it. One, no matter how they play it, where they play it, the American League is always at a disadvantage. And it just – I mean, I know every team has to do it, but it, it just – it's ridiculous. Well, meanwhile, the, the Twins close on back-to-back weekends with the Royals home and away. So, you know, that's uh, – uh, the schedule makers did the Indians no favors at all this year. Uh, and uh, and I'm talking to somebody who spent eight full days in New York uh, – <laughs> Riding the subway to and from games in, in two different locations. Uh, all right, Paul, uh, we're going to get going here on that. Uh, you know, looking forward to a big week uh, with the Indians, and, and we will uh, talk to you again next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.